What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the Backpins. Sorry for not getting an episode out to you last week. It was a really busy week going from Kansas City to Anaheim, then back to Nashville. I'm back home now, but it was busy eight days, nine days, something like that. It was just not a lot of time to get stuff done. So we apologize for that. James, how's your week been so far? It's what, Wednesday? It's hard to keep track of your days when you're traveling like that, but I think yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat, Coop. When you do the same things repeatedly, runs together. But yeah, there's a lot we could talk about, and I'm interested to hear you know, you, some of your experiences uh, as well and uh, some of your thoughts as well. So, Yeah, the team series, it's in full blast. We're regular season mode. It's pretty much bull riding about every weekend now for a while. They're going to have a small break in October, but they're pretty packed through August into September. So there's a lot of bull riding coming up. We've got a lot to go over, so we'll quit messing around. Let's grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pans. So like we mentioned at the top, I worked the event in Anaheim is the first time seeing this new setup for the team series. I'm sure if you've watched on TV, you've seen it has been different. There's the big construction. There's that big structure up above the buck and shoots that's different from what they use in the individual season, as well as the, the buck and shoots. There's two single sets of buck and shoots, one for each set of teams. So the teams don't have to move from one side to the other. So that those are the main differences. I can assure you it's a lot of work. That structure they put above the buck and shoots, that is something else. That's a big structure and you've got to be precise. Those poles come down, the supporting beams come down with it and they have to be in a pretty small area. You've got to measure it out and have your stuff dialed in when you set that whole deal up. So it's a lot of work. Keep that in mind when you're watching PBR. There's a ton of people working like crazy to make these bull ridings happen. It's definitely not necessarily the most efficient as far as moving bulls around, but it works and it looks different. It looks unlike anything we've ever seen in a rodeo arena, James. What do you think of the new setup so far? You know, that's really, it's a really unique, of course, I haven't seen it in person, seeing it on TV and seeing it in person is two different things. and. It's a neat setup, and I'd like to have more input, but until I actually see it in person, it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, yeah, the Unleashed the Beast series. If you've been to that at any point in time, whether it was the Bill Ford Tough series or Bud Light Cup or whatever, that's basically always just been the same, uh, just different sponsors or whatever have you. So. I can't really give too much feedback into that, except for the lights seem different. The energy is different. Did you notice the energy was different than, say, a regular UTV? Yeah, it's different, but every every event is different in its own way. And even the difference between the finals and like the Global Cup versus a regular UTV event are different. They feel different. There's a different vibe in the building. So you feel that it is different as far as that goes, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily more or less intense. Intensity is always there. It's just a different vibe. It's just totally different, I guess. Yeah, I've said that a million times, but it, I mean, it's just unlike anything we've really seen in modern rodeo. The, the team deal has been tried out 
over the years in rodeo and it's never stuck around for an extended period of time. The PBR is doing everything they can to make this a, a permanent thing. So we're going to have to get used to it. I mean, as long as it keeps succeeding, this is going to be something you're going to see for a while, assuming that it succeeds. So I like the idea of team bull riding. Do I think there's some things they got to iron out on the competition format, etc.? Yeah. And the show, I mean, the show did take a while. I know they're working on that. I'm not going to go into detail about that, but don't be surprised if you see some changes that are still going to happen throughout this team series season. There's going to be some things that change. I know of a couple, like I said, I'm not going to touch on them right here, but it's a touch and go thing. This is a process. They're figuring out what works best. So you just got to be patient and they'll find their way with it. As far as actually working the bull riding, other than the way it's set up and the structure of the competition, it's the exact same. I mean, my job didn't change. So I didn't think it was really that big of an adjustment, but it has been for some people for sure. Let's move into the MVP surprises. So the MVP race, it's cut and dry. It's going to be highest points on most amount of bulls is going to win the MVP race. I'm not going to cover the whole standings, but there's three guys that are sticking out to me in this race that are surprising me based on where they're sitting. The first one I have written down right off the top, the third guy in that list, Alessandra Souza, the Arizona Ridge Riders. He's five for eight on the season for 418 and three quarters points. I expected him to be in this race. However, I didn't think he'd be sitting third. What are we, three events in now? Alessandra Souza, in my opinion right now, has been the best free agent pickup in this whole thing. You're getting a PBR finals caliber rider on the free agent market. And this guy's basically been carrying Arizona right now. And I'll agree with that wholeheartedly. It'd be hard to find another free agent anywhere, regardless of who they are, that's any better than he is right now. And Arizona surely did luck out with that one. The second guy I have written down is a surprise, number nine, Casey Roberts. He's three for seven on the year, 263 points on three. Young guy, college champ in 2022. The Oklahoma Freedom got themselves a good one here. This young kid looks like he's going to be the real deal. Now, is that saying that there isn't going to be growing pains? I expect him to go through at some point during this deal a little bit of a slump. But right now, Casey Roberts is showing me and the rest of the world watching that he's legit and he deserves to be here. Oh, yeah. And again, like there were some high hopes for a lot of guys on a lot of teams. and But uh, like Allison DeSosa on the Ridge Riders or, or Casey Roberts on Oklahoma, they're pretty much just plug and play. And the last guy I have on the list, this one is a surprise in the wrong way. Kaike Pacheco, he's sitting number 10. He's three for 10 on the year, 259 and a quarter. So for the average guy, that's not bad. He's riding 30% of them. That's not terrible for the average guy on tour. The reason I think this is in this category right here, it's obvious. He's the number two pick in the draft. He's a guy that was in the thick of that world title race, and he's been there plenty of times. He's a world champ himself. He started okay in Cheyenne, in my opinion, but since then, it's been a struggle for this guy. James, I know this guy's near and dear to your heart, so let us know what the Kaike Pacheco superfan is thinking of the guy right now. No, I, I think I'm more of an outlaw superfan, but, I, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'll tell you pretty much the same thing I told you before we started this podcast is we don't know what Kaike's been doing 
after the finals in Fort Worth. We don't know he went back to Brazil. Most likely he did, but we don't know if he's been getting on or what. So he may have just took a couple months off. And at the end of the day, if you look back at the early 2022 season, up until he won the American, he was kind of having some issues like he is now. I think he just needs to get in a groove. And once he gets into that groove, he's going to skyrocket up those MVP standings. Do I think he'll win the MVP? Uh, probably not. Not with, you know, Jose Vitor Lime and Dalen Swearingen and a few other guys like that that have been more consistent than him throughout the whole entire season. But if they stump their toe when he gets on a road, then he's got just as good a chance as anybody does. What's your thoughts on Kaiki and are you thinking along the same lines as I am? Yeah, I'm not worried. Look, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. Like I said, he's struggled a little bit. It is what it is. But realistically, Nashville as a whole has been struggling. And we'll touch on that a little bit in the next segment. But their whole team's been struggling a little bit. It's not a Kaike Pacheco thing. It's a Nashville Stampede thing right now. I've got to think that Justin McBride and the rest of that front office are desperately trying to come up with a solution. I am not worried about Kaike Pacheco. Come November, this guy's going to be a big a big factor in whether the Stampede succeed in the playoffs or if they bow out early. That's my take on it. But let's move over into talking about teams as a whole. I'm not going to list the whole current standing. Same kind of concept. I wrote down three teams, where they're sitting in the standings and why I think it's significant. But let's start right at the top. The leaders of the pack, the Missouri Thunder. So this is a team after the draft that I didn't dislike. I actually liked them, but on paper, I didn't think they were as strong as probably the top four. I think I put them at five right out of there. They've outperformed that. They've had some lucky breaks where they've won a few games where they've only gotten one bull road and their score was higher. So they could easily have a couple more losses on their record. I'm acknowledging that. The reason I think this team is legit, they're just gritty. Like you look at Andrew Alvidrez, he's actually had a pretty solid year or team series so far, in my opinion. And it's all grit. The guy just goes out there and is going to fight, keep his hand shut till, till it's over, till he hits the ground, his head hits the ground. You can't teach that to somebody that's either they got that or they don't. You can teach it to an extent, but in my opinion, they either have that or they don't. And this whole team to me looks like just a gritty tight knit. I got to, I'm going to go win. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win kind of attitude in their locker room. And that's why I think they are going to be one of the teams fighting for that title come November, James. What do you think so far of the Missouri Thunder? You had them at five, and I think I had them at third. I mean, I thought that those guys were stacked and had some really great coaches. And I don't know anything about, you know, front office and all that. But at the end of the day, they're number one. and Really, I was only only put two other teams ahead of them, and Oklahoma was one of them, and then the Carolina Cowboys was, was the team that I thought on paper was the most stacked team of, of anybody in the whole league. That begs me a question that I got to ask you, and that is this. Do you think some teams are taking it too serious? Because everything I see – from Missouri that they post, they're out having fun during the week. They're bonding. They're they're doing that, and then they show up on the weekend and they win. 
I think Colton Fritzland summed it up best. I got a chance to catch him in passing and I just talked to him for like a minute. It was real brief. And I asked him, I said, what do you think of this so far? And he said, man, the end of the day, my job's the same. Show up, ride my bulls, we win. He said, yeah, like if I falter, do I have someone to pick me up? Yes. But he goes, my plan is every time I show up, I'm going to ride my bulls. Whatever they ask me to get on, I'm going to get my job done. And that's that. So I think that's the easiest way to sum up this transition to team bull riding. But let's take a break and talk about Rank Ride Fantasy for a second. If you enjoy what the PBR Team Series did, and especially the draft aspect of that, check out Rank Ride Fantasy. They let you put your general manager cap on, and you get to make those decisions that a general manager does week in, week out. I played the entire 2022 season, and it was a great time. It's a really good way to engage yourself with the bull riding that's happening. When you have something to cheer for or against, it really makes it more exciting to watch, especially when you pick a guy that goes 90 plus points. There's not a better feeling in the world. And it's a really good opportunity to give you and your buddies the opportunity to give each other a hard time, compete against each other. Let's get some bragging rights going. I'm better than you are. I know more than you do. Now you can put it to the test. And bragging rights are always good when you're talking, interacting with your best of friends. It's a really great time. I can promise you, you won't be disappointed. So check out Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com. And I will link their social medias in the description below. And also, I will list them at the end of this podcast. But let's get back to it. But moving on to the second team that I've written down, it's number six, Nashville Stampede. This is a team I thought would be in that title race. I thought looking at their squad, Kaike Pacheco at the top, pretty solid pick there. The guy has just been a machine for the last five, six, seven years, something like that. They're struggling. I mean, they've won two games. They're two and five. They're towards the bottom, obviously, at number six. And this isn't where I thought they'd be. They're just struggling overall as a team right now, James. Do you think Nashville was overrated in the preseason, or do you think they're just in a struggle phase, a slump right now? I don't think anybody, anything or anybody can bet against. Yes, Justin McBride's not getting on the Bulls, but I guarantee you he wants to win just as bad as anybody there. And like you said, we're only three games in. Is it a surprise that their record is that is kind of that disastrous at this early in, on in the season? Yeah, but I think they'll get it together whether they need to trade some guys or get some guys healthy and pull some guys off the practice squad. Whatever they got to do, it'll get done. Do I think, you know, they're going to be the world the champions, world champions, whatever they call the team champions at the end of the, this deal? Probably not. But would I be surprised if they won it? No, not really cuz literally every team in this league this early has a shot. Every every team has a shot. The way they've set up the playoffs, every team is going to the playoffs. So even if you come in in the eighth hole, you can still walk away as the winner. From what I understand, I could be wrong. Pretty sure all eight teams go to the playoffs in Vegas. That's, that's how I understand it anyways. But moving on to our last team in this segment, sitting in third, the Arizona Ridge Riders. This is a team I didn't think too much of. I shouldn't say it that way. I didn't have super high expectations coming into this regular season. They're beat up. They only have three of their five draft picks available right now. That's tough. You have two two of five guys that are out. That's 40% of them. That's, that's not easy to deal with. So they've found some really good guys on the free agent market, though. 
Alisson DeSouza, Keyshawn Whitehorse were key free agent acquisitions that have been getting the job done early on in this team season. As well, they used a supplemental draft pick, and there's this Brazilian guy, Vitor Losnake, that I've heard really good things about. I personally haven't seen him ride a whole lot, but he will be ready to roll here in, a, I believe, a couple weeks. It's either it's either after Nashville or after Austin. Those guys are going to be able to be sprinkled in there. So keep that in mind when you're watching. Like Guys like Jess Lockwood, Cooper Davis, and this Vitor Losnake, they've only got one or two more events where they're forced to sit out, and then those guys are going to be put in the lineup. I can almost guarantee you that. So James, tell me what you think of the Arizona Ridge Riders, because to me, they're one of the most surprising teams in this whole deal. It's not so much that I'm just so blown away by their talent as much as I am just their try, because those guys are trying their guts out. Those coaches are trying their guts out. Not that every team's not, but they, they feel like to me that they're the biggest underdogs in the whole league right now, just due to injuries and things that they can't control. But yet they still find ways to win most occasions. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it too, James, is I just think they're gritty. You know, you look at some of their performances, they're not lighting up the scoreboard, but these guys are giving it everything they got. They're really gritting out some some tough rides where they're not getting a lot of points for it, but it's paying off for them. I think the train can keep rolling with Arizona. As long as they keep getting those big efforts from guys, this is a team that I was wrong on. This is a team that's capable of making a playoff push. I'm not going to say they're a true title contender yet because I think when you get down to November, their big guns don't really match up as well as the with the Carolina big guns or the Oklahoma big guns or whoever, Austin. I mean, this is a team they're going to have to get gritty wins, and they've been doing it so far. I hope they can keep it rolling. But let's move on to some things to watch for Nashville right off the top. Silvano Alves will be debuting for the Nashville Stampede. So we kind of mentioned that the Stampede are in a, bit, in a bit of a slump. It's been tough for them. They go to the free agent market. They sign Silvano Alves, three-time PBR world champion, major veteran of the game. This guy's been there, done that. Are we seeing current form world champion Silvano Alves right now? No, we're not, but... I think McBride said it best in a couple articles I've seen. Silvano can bring a lot to this team, even if he only gets on in a part-time role. He can help mentor guys, young guys. He's been around enough. He knows exactly how this game goes. And if you match him upright, he's still one of the better right-handed bull riders on tour. He's going to ride a decent amount of them into his hand. James, what do you think of Silvano Alves finally getting signed? This is a guy completely overlooked. I hadn't realized he wasn't on a roster till literally like this weekend. So James, let me know what you think of the Silvano Alves signing and then him fitting with the Stampede. I think he fits perfectly with the Stampede. Uh, back to his signing, I can see why guys overlooked him. Just in the same respect of, yes, I love Chase Outlaw, but I can see why teams overlooked him. Now, would I do it? No. But injuries and just riding percentage and age and all those different factors play a role but what McBride's trying to do I feel like in my own mind is Kaiki and Silvano are like best friends and if you watch one of them's always in each other's ear right when they're nodding kind of like J.W. Hart and Just McBride were back in the day and I think he's trying to uh, not put so much pressure on Kaiki if 
I don't think Kaiki will ever feel pressure, but he knows that he's the go-to guy. He knows he's the leader of the team, and and it'll take some of the pressure off, I feel like. And I do feel like Silvano's still got something to prove, and this is a part of bull riding that he has not succeeded at because it's never existed to this level in this format. So with all that, hey, great, great pick. Anytime you got a world champion in there, you can always learn from him. The next thing I'm going to be looking for in Nashville is, are the Carolina Cowboys in a slump? Or are they going to get the train back on the tracks? It's been a little rough the last two weekends for them. Didn't have the performance they wanted to in Anaheim. I still think this team's really talented. I'm not worried about them. They're going to be in the thick of that title race come November. But James, are they in a slump? Or is this just uh, a couple bad weekends? We're going to be rolling here come Nashville. That right there just comes down to mindset and knowing Jerome Davis and knowing all the things that he's had to overcome in his life you know that they that they admire him and everybody loves Jerome everybody looks up to Jerome for good reason uh, but that is one of the biggest surprises to me of this whole team series thing starting is the fact that they've went over twice in two different games they did get a single bull road and that that blew my mind and still does. I think it's all about momentum from watching the whole the whole team series unfold to this point and knowing what little we do know as far as with injuries and different things like that. I think it's all about momentum. If they can get a Dalen Swearingen to, to make the whistle every time, if they're going to use him as the leadoff guy every time or Mason Taylor or whatever, whoever the leadoff guy is, if they get the whistle and the it pumps the team up and the momentum will carry over just in just in like a football game or anything else. My last thing that I have written down for Nashville, the number one guy in the MVP race. I mean, what can you say about Jose Vitor Lemmy? The guy has been unbelievable in this team series. He's proven why he deserved to be the number one overall pick. He's carrying Austin right now. And to me, the way Austin set up, if Jose rides his, if you can get two other guys. If you get two other guys to get scores, they win. They're going to win more games than than they lose. The challenge for that team right now has been finding that second, third guy to go get a bull road. Jose's been the constant. He's ridden seven of 10 attempts in the team series season so far. 70% riding percentage, James. Does Jose keep it rolling? Oh, yeah. Put him on Godzilla. I don't care. He's just that good. What I'm what I'm excited the, the most about for for Michael Gaffney and the Austin Gamblers is not only Jose Vitor Lime, but they they've seemed to find a leadoff guy in somebody that we wouldn't uh, expect to be a leadoff guy and a guy that you can depend on to make the whistle every time. The last two weeks, Ezekiel Mitchell has been pretty pretty consistent, and so. That's what allowed Austin to have so much success in Anaheim because, like you said, Jose, he is the greatest bull rider in the world today, in my opinion, but he can't, he can't win them all. He can't win them by himself, so he's got to have some help. And so it's good to see that Zeke is stepping up, doing, doing his job to contribute. And now who else can do it on that squad? Yeah, it's good to see from Zeke, too. Zeke's a talented guy, and I think this team 
series is perfect for him. He'll get the train back on the tracks. I think you're going to see a different Ezekiel Mitchell come the individual season in 2023. No doubt about it. I agree with you. I think this thing's been great for Zeke personally. That's just my opinion. But man, James, I think that's about it for today. Do you got any thoughts before we get out of here? Just I'm so glad to be alive and feeling good and can't wait till the weekend so we can see what happens in Nashville. Everybody, thanks for listening. And always remember that if you don't learn anything from me, learn this. And that's that every day is a gift from God and what you do with it, quite simply and honestly, that's your gift back to him. God bless. Coop, man, the floor is yours. Thanks for your time. Appreciate everything, brother. Back at you, James. It's been a pleasure. And once again, I apologize for not getting anything out last week. My schedule is pretty busy. I didn't have a ton of free time in Anaheim. So getting something out to you here. I hope you guys have been enjoying the team series as much as I have. It's been interesting to watch and I've definitely been engaged with it. Checking to see what what looks like it's working, what looks like it does. It's not working. All that. It's been really fun for me to watch these events and to finally get to one in person Seeing it in person made it made it click a lot better. It was easier to grasp the differences between the individual and the team formats. But if you want a more in-depth discussion, content about the individual riders or the teams, et cetera, things like that, check our YouTube page out. We've been putting out a lot of videos that are more detail-driven where we really get into the nuts and bolts of each matchup, what's actually going on. As far as the competition end of it, that's all on YouTube. So check that out. But I think that'll be about it. We'll list our social medias and rank ride social medias in the description below. Till next time, you guys have a great one. Come back and visit us again from the back pens. Mm-hmm.